Hello and welcome to Fertility Springboard, the podcast series brought to you by Fertility Help Hub. I'm Eloise, founder of Fertility Help Hub, and over the series, I will be bringing you conversations with some of the most influential and inspiring professionals and experts around the world to arm you with useful and empowering thoughts and resources to ease your fertility journey. And don't forget to sign up to the newsletter to make sure you don't miss out on anything. It's packed full of inspiring interviews, resources, discounts and offers, competitions and real life stories. Good morning. Today I'm being joined by the lovely Manon Legreve, who is the star from a previous Great British Bake Off and also has the blog Manon's Little Kitchen. Welcome Manon. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you doing today? Yes, good. Well, it's a beautiful sunny day and I'm wearing a lemon dress, so I'm very happy. (laughs) I have just seen it and it is beautiful. And I want you to talk a bit about that shortly, about um, the clothes that you've been making. Um, Yes. Before we come on to that, please could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, um, what you've created. And of course, people will be dying to know more about (laughs) being on Great British Bake Off, which you must be asked all the time. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I can't believe it's been two years now. Um, so yes, so back in 2018, I finished a quarterfinalist of the Great British Bake Off. And obviously, as you might have heard from my name, so I'm French. So I moved to England eight years ago. And the funniest thing is that I moved into, well, your brother's family as an au pair. Uh, where I looked after three amazing little kids. And then I just stayed in the UK. I worked in IT. So I was a consultant for IBM. And then, yeah, I just, you know, joined, entered the Great British Bake Off, which was kind of a surprise. I just loved to bake. Um, And it was amazing, really kind of like changed my life. Um, And so after that, I decided to you know, take the leap, quit my job and really start my business as more of a blogger, a kind of content creator. And I also develop a lot of recipes. And um, so, yes, I have my blog, my Instagram. And, and yeah, I, I feel very lucky to be able to live from my passion and, you know, working with, I, I work a lot with French brands like L'Occitane, Espresso, Le Creuset, all of this. So it's been, it's been amazing. Amazing, thank you. And uh, yeah, as you said, we do go back a long way because uh, yes. we, we helped our family. Um, um, and um, it's been amazing to see you grow and to see what's developed. So, yeah. was it like being on Great British Bake Off, was it as it seems on TV? Yes, so I didn't, I never really understood how much work goes into it. Um, but it's, it was really hard. It was really, really hard. Um, you know, we have so much, I don't know, preparation to do, you know, they ask you to develop the recipes before the show and I was still working at the same time. So it's like filmed at the weekend. So it's filming Newbury in this like incredible kind of estate. And I think he's been there for like the last kind of six, seven years. Um, so yes, I would work during the week, going to Birmingham to work. Then come back to London, go to Newbury. And I did that for like eight weeks. I don't know how I did it. Wow. But um, <laughs> I know, poof, it was crazy. But no, it was, it was amazing. I think it's, uh, it's really an experience of a lifetime. And, and also it really made me kind of more confident about my baking as well. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of like believing in myself, I think, too. 
Do you think it gave you confidence to try and, well, not try something, but um, to do more work in an area that you feel very passionate about that you love? Yeah, hundred percent. And and also, you know, it's kind of it taught me as well that you don't we, you don't necessarily have to you know go to school, have a degree. Like these kind of skills, you can really learn them on your own. Even you know, as as you did as well. Like even for me, like social media, I, I never knew anything about it, and I've learned so much, like blogging, WordPress, all of these things. Um, and I mean, I think you mentioned before and. During COVID, I taught myself how to sew my clothes. Um, I think it was really great to see how just from me in my kitchen that I could, you know, from that could get on the Great British Bake Off. And it just, you know, I think that was really amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, during the show, when you were, um, you know, being judged on the wonderful mm-hmm. creations you were making, <laughs> Did you know in advance who was going to win or was it a surprise as it's shown? I mean, obviously, it's still reality TV, right? Yeah. Um, but Bake Off is one of the show where is, I'd say is the most real in a way that I guess what happened in the tent is, let's say, 90% what you see on TV, which is, which is really good, I think, which is really, really amazing. Um, but I mean, we all knew, I mean, at the end of the day, it's two people deciding who should win. And, you know, as you know, cooking and food, it's, it's uh, I'd say, very subjective. Um, so, and as a human, you always have your favorites. I think Paul Hollywood had Rahul as his favorite. I think, you know, it's funny. He liked me at first because I was French. And then he was annoyed because I kind of challenged him on some of the French knowledge that he had. Oh, really? Really? Yes. And what about Mary Berry? Oh no! Well, I was with Prue actually. Mary was gone. Oh, yes, Maya did. Yeah, and Prue. I mean, Prue is amazing. I think she's to me. Prue was so much more knowledgeable than Paul, which is you know, don't say that out loud too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Prue was amazing. She's an incredible chef, and she's she's achieved so much, so many things. Did you get um, to enjoy the cakes afterwards? I, I mean, trust me. After like spending four months just baking. I don't, at the end, I didn't want to eat anything. Yeah. Uh, I was like, overload, cake. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally imagine. So how does baking and food make you happy? Um, so obviously a lot of people have said after Bake Off, oh, I've, you know, I don't want, like, how can you still bake? Like, do you still enjoy it? And I do, which is great, which shows that I think your passion, once you start making your job, you still have to find pocket on of enjoyment um and i do you know every tuesday i bake something new for my channel and i i just always it just yeah makes me happy i think it's kind of my meditation you know i mean i'm in my kitchen i'm the one driving the recipe sometimes it doesn't work which is always a bit annoying but i just learn to accept failure as well and just start again Um, and then you have this sense of achievement when your recipe is successful when you have this, you know, beautiful, delicious cakes and also that, you know, beautiful photographies. Um, So, yeah, so I think meditation, failures, success and uh, feeling good. (laughs) I love that. I love your optimism and your energy. Um, And what about your favourite recipes to bake? (sighs) That's that's such a hard one. And you know what I do? I try to choose 
um, multiple ones. So I do one for cake, one for patisserie. But just for the purpose of this, I think my favorite thing to bake is definitely shoe pastry. Okay. Because it's kind of it's quite magical. You know, you make this kind of small pasty thing, and then you put it in the oven, and it just doubles, triples in size. Um, which I think that's the beauty of baking. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, the uh, photography of the food that you create in your blog is sensational, and the link is oh. for people to look at. <laughs> no, thank you. That's also a skill as well. People don't understand. Food styling is really hard. Like, I'm still learning, and photography as well is really hard. But it's fun. Again, like if you want, you know, just any advice if anyone there wants to, as you know, you did, if anyone wants to start a blog or something, I think. If you're truly passionate about it, just try it. There's so many online things where you can learn. Um, and, and yeah, just, just try and, and you be successful. I think also that's a really good point because for people listening, um, lots of whom are trying or maybe struggling mm. to conceive and perhaps going through fertility treatment. I know personally, having been there, that it, it's mm-hmm. a very stressful time. And yeah. you, you can sometimes feel as though um, infertility or a fertility struggle defines you. And that shouldn't be the case. There are so mm-hmm. many other elements to our lives. I think that what you said about starting to sew and baking and taking time away when you feel overwhelmed, finding things that keep you happy is so important, isn't it? So a hundred percent. Do you have any baking tips for people to enjoy food without feeling um, the guilt if you're watching what you're eating? Yes. So one thing that I try to do most of the time, mostly in the summer is just eat your fruits. Like, there's so many gorgeous fruits that are, you know, filled with summer and, you know, amazing vitamins. And, and I would say maybe privileged baking with fruits because not only is it delicious, but also it's kind of slightly better to make a fruit tart than to make a chocolate brownies, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yes, that's what I would do. And then also, you know, you mentioned the word guilt. And I think food is one of these you know, simple pleasure that I think we should cherish. And when you're going through a rough time, you know, I like to sit down at the table or, you know, outside and just really put my phone down and just appreciate the food I'm eating or the dessert I'm eating that I've chosen to eat and to, you know, give me time to actually settle down, eat it. So, yeah, so really just you know, cherish these small moments, I think it's quite important. And, and you won't feel guilty about it because you're spending a happy moment eating your dessert or, or your food. Absolutely. And also food and baking can bring people together, can't it? You don't have to do it on your own. And then to share in um, enjoying whatever you've created can be fantastic. Yeah. And, and I guess, as you mentioned, I think, I mean, I, I haven't gone through, um, you know, treatment, but I know obviously as a couple, as a relationship for, you know, for the relationship, I think the sitting down together for dinner is quite an important moment of the day. Like even my, you know, my partner is working a lot at the moment from like 6.30 to 7.30, but I know that when we're going to sit down together with, you know, phones down, TV down, even if it's only for 15 minutes or even at lunch, I think it's always, it's always good for the relationship as well to have Absolutely. this kind of moments. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially during a time like we've had with COVID where yes. you feel very, very lonely. So to find things yeah. you really enjoy and you can do on your own or do together can be really uplifting. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and as you mentioned as well, kind of like sewing. Yeah, I think it's, what you said is so important. It's like finding what makes you happy. And for me at the moment, obviously baking has always been the one and I started to sew and it's just time for me. So find the time for you to find, so even if it's like do your nails, you know, does it make you happy to spend half an hour doing some little night art on your nails? It's, you know, find these pockets of times that make you happy. I think it's so important. <laughs> And yeah, like you said, looking at you today, wearing a beautiful um, summer mm-hmm. yellow dress or putting on a splash of pink lipstick like I've done today, it totally yeah. changes my mood. For um, sure. And, and like this morning, I wore another dress, which was a bit more kind of, you could see my arms a bit more and it didn't make me feel that good. I was like, oh, I don't really, I, you know, just like kind of a lot of women, this part of my body's, I'm like, oh, my arms. And then so I just changed my dress. And now after that, I felt so much better. Totally. I totally, totally get you with that. I'm the same. Yeah. You're not um, a nutritionist. Um, no. However, there are things that people can bake with, aren't there, that could be healthier options to lots of sugar. Um, so what, what do you think? Like honey and raw chocolate and things like that? Yes, I think, you know, like I'm always surprised add some recipes of how much sugar there is in the recipe. I think sometimes it's just not necessary. Um, And I think, as I mentioned before, as you said, it's good honey or maple syrup, but again, it's still sugar. Mm. So it's more finding recipes like, again, using that use lots of fruits. I think any pies, any tarts, any, to be honest, shoe pastry is, is really light, you know, to be honest, other kind of, you know, content as the sugar content, and you can fill your shoe with maybe again some French fruit or some puree. Puree fruit puree has much less sugar than a jam, for example. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the evening I often would have some Greek yogurt with a splash of purees that I've homemade myself, and that's you know a little dessert of the night. It's not too sweet, it's not too calorific, and it allows you to you know, to have this touch of sweet at the end of the day, which I always treasure. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> the next thing I wanted to ask you, which I've seen you write about actually, um, is how do you look after your skin? What's your skin regime? So as a lot of French people would tell you, it's probably less is more. I always clean my skin at night. I always put some moisturizer every day and also some SPF. To be honest, that's about it. I also love scrub. You know, I have like a, you know, this Moroccan scrub uh, gloves? Yes. You know. yeah. uh, this is literally, I just always do it in the shower, uh, all over my body, a little bit of my face. And you can already touch after a shower. I've done it this morning. Is that, you know, you're so much softer. I think really it also helps to regenerate the skin as well. Um, that and also I'm a big f- fan of L'Occitane do you know L'Occitane? yeah I love those products uh, yes they're so good um, I'm also very lucky to work with them so I have a bathroom filled of L'Occitane which is very lucky um, 
<laughs> so yeah, so I would say clean, scrub, moisturize, SPF. And I don't know, have you tried retinol? No. Uh, again, I listen to a lot of podcasts and apparently retinol is scientifically proven to be kind of one of the only anti-aging that actually works. So hmm, maybe in a few years. <laughs> well, I was about to ask you, what have you learned about self-care? But it sounds like from listening to podcasts and trying different products, yes. um, yeah. self-care is really important to you. Yeah, it is. And as you said, also, like, I don't wear that much makeup. So I don't, I never really wear foundation. And I would put maybe a little bit of blush or of powder or also highlighter is dream. Like it's a game changer. I think on a, you know, on a gloomy day, a little bit of highlighter around your cheeks and stuff makes you look so much nicer and so much more glowy. These are great tips because when everyone, like now that we're, you know, hopefully coming out of lockdown, although who knows what's going to happen. Um, People, I mean, I know I am personally, people are feeling probably quite like they haven't really had the best regimes Um, Mm -hmm. about survival rather than enjoying things and rather than looking forward and rather than being able to have the time for self-care even. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's so important to find things that make you feel good. um, And yeah encourage you to be happy yeah for sure and even I don't know about you but I like I don't have a lot of makeup but every single piece of my makeup is again kind of like treasured you know I I love like the Chanel makeup and I don't I buy it maybe every two years I'll have a new highlighter but then I'll keep it for such a long time and I don't need to buy anything else Mm -hmm. so you know even if it's expensive to first buy then I just keep it and it's, you know, and I would rather spend that on that than buying a small, a sh- sorry, I did, I was going to swear, a less <laughs> expensive highlighter that wouldn't, you know, make me feel as good. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, Anna, what do you like to do aside from baking? Well, what do I like to do aside from baking? I love to run. So, again, I think... Another thing that makes me feel good is being outside. Um, so me and my partner try to go for a run in the morning. You know, if it like we try to do every day, but obviously you need to also kind of regenerate your body. So we do it every three, about three days a week. It's only five kilometers, but just the fact of going outside the park in the morning, it just really energizes me. And when we don't do it, I don't have as good of a day. So again, I think that's a really good self-care tip. Sometimes, even if it's just 20 minutes of yoga, of abs, um, of just, I don't know, something that's going to make you feel good before you have a shower and make you feel that you've done something today. I think that's definitely another tip that helped me through lockdown and through COVID. Absolutely. Exercise for me as well really helps me feel re-energized and, um, you know, it's proven, isn't it, to release endorphins. So um, that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, What tips would you give people for kind of feeling confident, um, especially when going through a rough time? Like what, what, what would you advise to make yourself feel good? One of my friend Marin, so she's, um, she's like a CEO of a company and sometimes she has to go to, well, before she used to have to go to events. And when, when she didn't feel good, she said, 
let me put my kind of masks on. Mm-hmm. So what she does is she wears her best dress. She do her best makeup. Her hair look amazing. You know, she spends an hour to make herself look very, very good. And that's kind of her armor against yeah. not feeling that good and confident. I know it's definitely something that even I told you this morning, like, my dress, I just changed my dress because I wasn't confident today with my arms. Um, or maybe tomorrow I'm going to wear a longer dress because I don't feel like seeing my legs today. Um, you know, it's really adapting, I think, your wardrobe and the way you look, depending on how you feel. And some days you're going to feel amazing and it doesn't matter. But someday if you're not going to, it's really the time to focus on you. And, and also, I don't know, like, I've never really worn sweatpants or things that you know everyone says it's comfortable but to me it just doesn't really makes me feel good even if I stay at home yeah I can understand that I can totally understand that and I guess it is dependent on uh what's going on at the time and your mood yeah. and the way you're feeling isn't it um yeah and for no, me it's even things like I don't know time of the month and hormones yes play such a part in the way that I'm feeling and yes I feel like being um you know getting lots done and feel really motivated or feel like it's a day where you just want to curl up in a ball I mean it's just Mm -hmm. everyone goes through that don't they so these these kind of self-care tips and um words of wisdom can be so encouraging Mm. and I think don't feel bad about not feeling that good 100%. You know, that listen to your body. And I told my, I tell my partner, I said, today I'm just feeling mad. So I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do the things I don't want to do today. And that's okay. Absolutely. Let it go. Get back to more energized. Do you practice any kind of mindfulness? Not fully. Like I don't spend time to do it. But I think generally in life, I do it. If that makes sense. Yeah, you're just conscious of what's going on around you. Yes. And I'm also very grateful. Sometimes if I have a bad day, even I tell myself, I tell my partner, honey, we're so lucky, you know, breathe in. Oh yeah, I do that. I do breathe in, breathe out. (laughs) It's so silly, but it does work. I was speaking to someone yesterday who does a lot of meditation and she said something that I'd never heard before, which I loved. She said, become best friends with your breath. Because your breath can help you through everything. Your breath is always with you and your breath can calm you down and yeah. you're in control of your breath. Oh, that's so true. That's really good. Yeah, so true. So yeah, I guess I do it unconsciously, but no, you're right. And also sleeping. I'm such a big sleeper. Do you sleep well? I mean, I know you've been so busy. Um, I can't say I've been sleeping well recently. (laughs) Um, But I do, I I am someone who needs my sleep. And um, I know when you're going through fertility treatment and you're trying to conceive, sleep is a great thing too. So I I am always conscious of trying to get between seven and eight hours sleep a night. Yeah. But of course, life can get in the way of that and anxiety can get in the way of that. And I don't think that people should panic if they can't do that every night. Yes. But if you can try to wind down earlier on in the evening and really think about sleep, um, not to the point where you have insomnia, but, you know, really kind of value what sleep Mm -hmm. brings you. It's great because I feel like I can conquer the day when I wake up after a good night's sleep versus waking up feeling sleep deprived, which almost feels like a hangover. It, uh, It does. 
and then you just try to drink coffee, which doesn't help really because yeah. it makes you more nervous. No, I totally, I think, I, you know, even, you know, we watch Netflix every night. I mean, just like everyone, but before we would watch an extra episode, but now we don't. So then at 10, we just go to bed, we read a book or a magazine, put the phone down and that's half an hour. So you know, just this kind of small change really do make a difference. Definitely. I love that. And yeah. And this extra episode, really, you don't need it. But this extra hour of sleep, you do need it. <laughs> totally. Because it can be so easy to binge watch something, can't it, when for you're sure. going into it? For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But again, I think these tips are really good. And so, but don't feel guilty. It's just if you think about it and if that makes you feel better, it's great. That's, you know, I guess it works for me. <laughs> 100%. And so what's next for you? What's the, what does the next chapter hold? What is the next chapter? Well, I'm actually working on a business to create um, a dress collection. Amazing. Which is exciting. And well, I'm actually um, start trying for a baby. So that's a next thing as well. Gosh, gosh, there's a lot going on. Yes. Yes, no, so that's exciting. I think, uh, yeah, I'm ready, hopefully, you know, touch wood and uh, stuff. But that's, um, you know, I really want to focus on me and on maybe our future family and then on another business out of still doing my blog and Instagram, but maybe do something a bit different. Um, so that's exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. Well, um, thank you so much for your honesty and your energy today. And um, very much look forward to following what you're doing and speaking to you soon. Yay. Thank you so much. And you take care.